See, Billy got picked on at school for things he couldn't change. He tried his best to play it cool, but in the seventh grade, you either fit right in or you don't fit. That's just the cold, hard truth. I wish that I'd have been the friend that Billy never knew. I think it's time to come together. You and I can make a change. Maybe we can make a difference, make the world a better place. Look around and love somebody. We've been hateful long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that loves undivided. Yup. You either go to church or you're gonna go to hell. Get a job and work or you're gonna go to jail. I just kinda wish we didn't think like that. Why's it gotta be all white or all black? And when we gonna learn to try on someone's shoes sometimes? That's right. When we gonna start to see from someone else's eyes? I think it's time to come together. You and I can make a change. Maybe we can make a difference. Maybe Somebody, we've been hateful long enough. Let the good Lord reunite us to this country that we love. Undivided. Welcome back. Oh, yeah. Top of the second hour of today's Road Warrior Radio broadcast this Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. Let's go to the phones real quick and grab Patrick in Texas. Patrick, thanks for calling. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Uh, you mm-hmm. got a lot of really stuff on the table. Yeah, you know, on the table here. Um, you know, back to the, uh, Dr. Paul. He's very in- informed, and uh, but there's all this electromagnetic stuff that uh, it's not compatible with the human body, and not really. Um, it's a uh, you know, it's like you have cold fusion and hot fusion. Cold, uh, hot fusion is what we do with electric motors and stuff. It's, uh, you can force a lot of things. A lot of things can be done, but you have cold fusion. That's biological, bioenergy, uh, implosion technology where it's cold. And, uh, it's usually color blue. Now our bodies operate on bioenergy and it is not compatible. Those electromagnetic and longitude waves are not compatible. You can force it. You probably can force it. But when you start screwing with the human brain, you know, it's like whenever you, uh, you mess with the human, the, uh, the clock and the brain, you know, with, a, and they, uh, experiment with that, it, it'll always result in cancer. And, uh, this biophysicist, uh, you know, the clerk said, you do not want to overstimulate coffee, uh, you know, cigarette, nicotine, uh, even magnets that overstimulate. You're running a risk. Because that's what cancer is. Cancer is overstimulation of cells. And uh, so, yeah, if you're healthy, you know, you've probably got a pretty good, you know, you, know, you can last for a while. But when you get old, you're going to, you're going to, you're very vulnerable uh, to uh, uh, overgrowth of cells. Um, and, uh, you know, it was like Dr. talked about this uh, 5G, you know, with, uh, it, uh, Oh, suicide! Don't tell the MK Ultra that, you know, for God's sakes. Um, and uh, you know, it's like uh, I was listening to uh, just listening to a lecture about uh, to a bunch of optometrists about vision, and uh, if you got Google Glass stuff like that, you know, uh, you know that you might be, uh, you know, putting a, a, a vision on a screen or whatever like that. But actually, our vision. It's such, much more sophisticated, such things like, uh, out of body vision. He's talking about optometrists now, doctor, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and people and children can see without their eyes. That's not, uh, it's all by frequencies. That's not what you might think is opt- opt- optical. That's by, it's a frequency thing that's come out, out of your mind. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's an interesting discussion. Because right, uh, most optometrists, they don't they don't get this kind of information, you know, uh, out of body. You know, when a doctor dies and floats above and actually witnesses his own operation, you know, it's well documented, and children are well documented to can see without their eyes. It's a it's a different paradigm way of looking at things, and uh, you know, it's like the Amish 
you know, uh, they're right, you know, and uh, they've got the, you know, using your hands. Whenever you, uh, you know, uh, you, you ain't got to be stupid to work with your hands. You can still do math, you know, and that's it's all about using your brain, you know. Uh, and uh, they uh, they know that uh, they are, you know, uh, but they're not, uh, somebody else, they can't let the, uh, the Jesuits, you know, like Revere say that, you know, when they're, uh, they're 144,000, you know, and they're the ones going with this in, 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 in eschatology, you know, and the Jews come back and join up with 140,000 and rule from Jerusalem. We can't let them take that, you know, uh, you know, but that, uh, uh, title of being God's chosen people, you know, we're, we're going to have to fight for that. Uh, and, uh, you know, because they, they're destroying our history. They're absolutely incredible about that. You know, like Michael Gaddy's we're, we're digging up the Second World War, all the atrocities. You know, we know what happened. We, you know, and they, uh, they're so good at destroying our history. I don't want to just cover a lot of stuff there, but I think it's very interesting, you know, to realize there's more than electromagnetics. You know, we have to learn. It is not taught in physics. In schools, it's Tesla technology, but it's it's, uh, it's our actual how our bodies work, our soul energy, and such as that. And you want to be you want to build that. You know the, the Asians knew that. You know uh, the scientists they're, they're all putting the computers in your brain. You know that's not going to work. And just the, the repercussions you can have cancer. You know when you start screwing with that stuff. You know you, they don't know what they're doing. Like all the pharmaceuticals. The side effects are enormous, you know, where it's much better to go herbal for the, for the you know, the uh, overdose is very low. Um, and uh, that's all That's all I got to say. I just, you know, but I appreciate you opening up all these topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, yeah, I know it's way off in the in La La Land. We'll talk about longitude ways, and, you know, and the uh, Jews are stealing our, our titles and stuff like that. But I think it needs to be touched on. You know, uh, we can't let them continue to run the narrative. Um, yeah, and uh, you know these uh, there's like you're talking about these, these these Hindu people. You know, taking prayer. I don't trust him. I don't. I don't trust the, like the Lord Mayor of London. I don't trust him. Don't Janessa Souza. He was all, all about Obama. I mean, I actually mm-hmm. debated Janessa Souza. You know, and he said, oh, he's about, you know, you know, you know, race, you know, from the cruise ship. No, he's a capitalist too. He was installed by capitalists. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, uh, and they, they live on that money that, that they really reap from that. He's not anybody that's against capitalism. You know, so, I mean, he, uh, that was my argument with D'Souza. Uh, and I don't trust this other guy until I look into him real good. He's got some good rap. I'll give him that. You know, about, you know, the, you know, he's not talking about getting rid of guns. That's cool for now. But so did Trump. Trump says, you know, the Muslims took down, you know, it's, it's impossible to take it down. And then all of a sudden he turns and he flips. You know, he says, well, I've warned everybody, you know, that the Muslims might come in and walk. You know, yeah, they're going to they're gonna toe the line, you know. Uh, nobody's bucking the system. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, not anyway, even a candidate? I'll let you go. Huh? Not even a Kennedy. Oh, uh, he! I'm watching him. He's very, very slick. Yeah, you know, he will not talk about Jews. He talks about the CIA. That's great, but that's not nowhere near enough. That was Mossad involved yeah. in it. They, they, they had a Purim celebration going on. Yeah, that you was a Jewish takedown. Did you mention it? Uh, I do not agree with the, you know, that the apex of the conspiracy resides in people we would call Jewish. Um, you know, I go back to what yeah. Bill Cooper said about, you know, it's not the Jews, it's these the initiates from the mystery schools, et cetera. It's bigger than that. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, to imagine that as a Christian is unchristian. You know, um, Galatians 3.28, there's neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor uh, free, male nor female, 
and uh, in the King James, for ye are all one man in Christ Jesus. Um, the point being, you know, the the I don't know. I'm I'm I might uh, dive yeah, down this too, rabbit hole uh, a little bit yeah, more. Bill, uh, later, Bill Cooper uh, said something about you know there's all secret societies. I think he's I think he got down to it. You know, in the uh, fi- or the, uh, the final conclusion or something. Um, uh, that, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that's what it was. You know, anybody will tell you that it's serious, like, you know, uh, uh, Ali Demogard, you know, any false flag, if it don't have Mossad in it, you know, they're in it, they are involved in everything. You know, well, uh, they so were in- speaking of that, two things. There was Carl Cameron's uh, piece that he did, the Israeli spying thing. And uh, the, it was supposed to be a 12-part series. It ended up being uh, four parts. It was supposed to be three four-part series. It was one four-part series that got pulled within two weeks. I've mentioned that many times in the past. But um, how did how did they put it? Um, uh, Kennedy or 9-11? Uh, let me see if I can find that. So we 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 just play this actually. Um, so in Carl Cameron's piece on Israeli spying, this was uh, December two thousand one. By the way, for those that may not know, Carl Cameron, it was an excellent piece. So he said during it, why would the why would Israelis spy? In and on the U.S., a general accounting office investigation referred to Israel as country A and said, according to a U.S. intelligence agency, the government of country A conducts the most aggressive espionage operations against the U.S. of any U.S. ally. Continuing, he said, a defense intelligence report said Israel has a voracious appetite for information and said, quote, the Israelis are motivated by strong survival instincts, which dictate every possible facet of their political and economic policies. It aggressively collects military and industrial technology, and the U.S. is a high-priority target, end quote. And, you know, of course, there's, you know, Christopher Bolin's work, you know, James Perloff has done some stuff on this, but the thing that gets overlooked in this discussion... Missing pieces? Uh, a, a thing that gets overlooked in this discussion, it's easy to target fixate on a people group, and I think that, <clears throat> uh, you know, in Frank Kitson's counter-gang strategy sort of fashion, there is a group that, um, you know... Maybe we could say neocons, for example, or, you know, there are different monikers we could give a certain coterie of folks that are presented very subtly and artfully in in sort of counter-gang fashion that demonizes and vilifies the larger group with which they're associated. It's easy for us to get target fixated, but a point that gets overlooked in all of this, I think, because I never hear it, is revelate or excuse me Romans uh, eleven twenty five this this hardening of the heart of Israel so Paul's talking about a mystery in Romans eleven Israel's future salvation the purpose of Israel's rejection all of that kind of stuff and in Romans eleven twenty five he says for I do not want you brethren to be uninformed or ignorant of this mystery so that you will not be wise in your own estimation. Hmm, what does that mean? Not wise in our own estimation. Maybe we're going to draw a false conclusion. That a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. This hardening of what are literally God's chosen people in the Old Testament, they are the keepers of the oracles of God, etc., etc., but the hardening of the heart of this people, and this is, I would not, I would not equate this, by the way. Who is this people are you referring to? I'm trying to sort of get to that. So I would not equate this uh, – um, what's the Latin term? I can't think of it. I would not equate this hardening of the heart of uh, – partial hardening has happened to Israel until – the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. I would not equate that exactly with the uh, 
political creation of this modern state of Israel. I don't think that, uh, you know, there may be elements Israel there. today is a ruse. And hold on. They are not hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So I wouldn't equate those two exactly. In other words, there might be elements of Israel, the biblical Israel, what I'm thinking biblical Israel here, in the political state of Israel, but by and large, they're not the same thing. Hopefully that makes sense to some people. The point, though, that is not the point. That's subtext in the point. The point is this hardening creates an opportunity for, uh, you know, them to be used in a way. If you're if you are a Machiavellian type and you understand that their hardness of heart creates a sort of willful blindness, if if you will, in certain ways, uh, you know, it allows for certain things, and maybe that can be seized upon politically to be directed in one way or another. Hopefully that makes some kind of sense. I don't really want to dive down that rabbit hole right now, but it's just it's just a nuance, I think, that gets overlooked, and I think that uh, you know it's critical to look into, especially when you consider, for example, Pike's letter to Mazzini and the Third World War in particular, obviously, which seems to be in full effect right now, those forces. I mean, you know, again, Saudi Arabia and Israel are two most our, our two uh, dearest allies in the region that, according to the, U, the UN Human Rights uh, Council, the UNHRC, these are the worst human rights violators on the planet. Why are they our dearest allies? Because of Pike's World War, uh, Pike's letter to Mazzini, World War Three, in full effect. So just things to consider. Nuances that get overlooked. I contend that, you know, that the, is, the Israelites are us. You know, we are, we, we've got it now with the Hebrew. And Hebrew translates, old, old for Hebrew translates almost directly into English. And, uh, you know, it was like, in the, uh, we went into uh, Iberia, which is Spain. And uh, Iberia in, in Gaelic means Hebrew. And they also they went up into Israel uh, into Ireland, which is called Iberia, uh, Iber, uh, Ibernia. And uh, you know we we not we not we got the history, but uh, but none of that stuff is, is all being controlled. The Old Testament is being purged, you know, and it's all being controlled by the by the seminaries and uh, and uh, and the uh, Pat Robinson who's on the on the dole. All these. Uh, Spokespersons are pushing these lines that the actual uh, Edomites are the uh, are, are Israel. That's not true. You know, it's a, and uh, we can't can't let them get away with that. You know, because uh, we then we won't have a history. You know, which they just fine with. You know, we're just all a bunch of Caucasians. That's all we know about us. But no, um, yeah. Okay. Well. I think it's a broader conspiracy. And, conspiracy. Uh, I'd like to take this apart bit by bit with you, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Chris. Uh, you know, you and Chris Zimmerman, uh, Zimmerman would, would be a great debate. You know, uh, he's he's much more of a Bible scholar than I am, but I would love to have a time, you know, a, a, a fair debate with you, and we'll get well, to the bottom of this. Sure. I'm willing, yeah, if it you would want. be interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Give me, give me some time to study my books more. I'll be ready, you know, and uh, <laughs> to, we'll take this apart piece by piece. Yeah, yeah. well, Thank hopefully we, you know, the spirit would be that we want, we're seeking truth and we're trying to get to the bottom of uh, the deception maybe. I don't know if, you know, all truth-seeking is not edifying per se. I mean, I think there's a lot that happens. What's that, not edifying? Not all truth seeking is edifying, I would say, in a in a general sense. I'll explain what I mean when we come back. Stick you can't around, handle folks. the truth. No. We're headed into the break. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back. The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. 
Ciroc rape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pastures meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free-range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. But I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork raised the way nature intended. So all truth-seeking, well, you know, we can't handle the truth here on RBN, and hopefully that's what we'd be seeking is the truth uh, in a debate, if you want to call it that. Uh, you know, maybe that's a little aggressive in terminology. Hopefully we're trying to get to the bottom of things. But, you know, in my humble estimation, all truth-seeking is not and, – and I use truth-seeking in this case with, you know, air quotes – Single single quotes, all truth-seeking is not edifying per se. What I meant is that much of what passes off as truth-seeking ends up for one reason or another in and – I, and I would say this is entirely by design as it was you know, in the example. But it ends up more in more of a Gnostic, Kabbalistic, self-seeking, uh, prostrating – of oneself at the foot of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which, by the way, was the only forbiddance in the garden, a la Genesis 2. So, you know, we end up in kind of, I don't know, 1 Corinthians 1 territory, among other places, for indeed Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom. Paul says, but we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to Gentiles foolishness. <clears throat> By the way, it's interesting the distinction between Jew and Greek. 
that's an interesting thing. And and to me, I think of the Western esoteric impulse, the Hellenistic impulse that we see alive and well today in America. Anyway, so the point in in, in contrast to this truth-seeking that ends up in self-seeking, as I see it, uh, the contrast to that is we should be inquiring of God because, as First Corinthians First Corinthians one goes on to say, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. And so, you know, what's the point of this laundry list? You know, God chose the the dream team, the short bus team, basically. Why did He do that? So that no man may boast before God. So that just as it is written, let him who boasts boast in the Lord. That's why. He gets the credit. There's no doubt. Obviously, he was responsible for the good things that happened or, you know, that he was able to make take broken, dysfunctional things and make them better than new. That's his character and nature. Anyway, hopefully we will be doing something edifying. That was a long explainer to a short point, maybe. Uh, The modern day Jews, Chris. They're they're actually in in reality they're they're going by the by the Talmud, the Babylonian Talmud, which is just a bigger conglomeration of written by man. Yeah, uh, I've talked about it, that. I've talked about that fairly recently, actually. The the uh, the emergence of the Talmud as a a way to deal with the you know the problem: no temple, no altar, no shedding of blood for the remission of sins what do you do and you know the the very very abridged version is two versions of the talmud um arise the oral tradition basically um replaces that as a means of trying to address this controversy of no temple no altar no shedding of blood for the remission of sins and it's definitely it's gone further since then, obviously. This is this is exactly my point, though, that I'm trying to make. And, uh, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, but, you know, it's easy to get high-centered on this. Again, that, that gets back to Romans 11.25, the point of the hardening of the heart of Israel and how that can be surreptitiously guided in one direction or another, which I believe has happened. But more importantly, what about where Paul says to clarify in New Testament terms, Romans uh, 2.28 and 29, for he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that which is of the heart by the spirit, not by the letter, and his praise is not from men, but from God. That's obviously not using the term in a pejorative sense that is more the case in in this context that we're talking about right and a jew just means that he's from judea you right. know that doesn't mean that they are actually and the tribe of judah you know? right and if you, if you go to some of their uh, encyclopedia of judea judica whatever they call it but uh, they they admit you know that jews are not uh hebrew uh, you know, and that's, you know, uh, they'll admit that. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, when, uh, uh, Jesus talked to the, to the Pharisee, you know, say, where I go, you cannot come. You know, uh, and he's, where's he going? To dispersion. And well, who is that he's talking about dispersion? Well, that's, you know, that's the, that's the, the uh, I, I am, uh, I come here only for the lost seat of the house of Isaac. You know, and, um, that is the Israelites that he's referring to, and they are dispersed, you know, all over the, all over the map, you know, and the, they were alive and well. They knew it. We're you know? headed into a break. Stick around, folks. We'll be right back after this short break. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org.
My name is Don Wiskin, and at 42 years old, I suffered a massive heart attack, lost 35% of my heart to damaged tissue, and was supposed to spend the rest of my life on disability. What did I do? I took Extendivite, a garlic and cayenne mix of seven herbs which rebuilt my heart and gave me back my life. For over 17 years now, I have made this formula available to you so you don't have to suffer the same thing I did. Clean your blocked arteries and strengthen your heart and boost your natural immune system. I'm 60 years old now and I still work every day. To get your Extendivite, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Extend your life with Extendivite. Have you been looking for a trusted, long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. It's the good life Full of fun seems to be the ideal Yes, the good life lets you hide All the sadness you feel You won't really fall in love Cause you can't take the chance So be honest with yourself Don't try to fake romance It's the good life To be free and explore the unknown Like the heartaches When you learn, you must face them alone Please remember, I still want you And in case you wonder why Well, just wake up, kiss that good life Goodbye Welcome back. I feel like we're wandering and commingling verses, and we could go on for a long time, but we have other calls that we have to get to, Patrick, and so we'll probably have to table Thanks some of this. Uh, yep. And there are other people. Well, uh, look at the cabaret 
uh, Collins, uh, and uh, there's a you know uh, uh, Raymond Cap. There's a lot of people that documented all this stuff. Uh, and um, I'll, I'll leave it at that because they take a lot of you know layout to all the proof, you know, and to you know to uh, pit that against one another. Uh, yeah. the, you know, they're, they're, but thank you very much. Anyway, Chris. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Thank you, Patrick. Much appreciated, as Bye. always. You know, and I will say before we go back to the phones, uh, yeah, a vigorous, healthy debate. You know, civil discourse. It could be really good. You know, to surface things that have been hidden. There's a lot of rhetoric. Obviously, um, there are people groups that, in terms of art, for that matter, you know, anti-Semitic is one of the. I mean, that should be a Streisand. It's it, you know, it's it's almost like Godwin's law. You know, when when the term anti-Semitic is used. Uh, there, there's probably a parallel kind of Godwin's law type thing. You know, if you're going to use the word anti-Semitic, it means something. It's a dog whistle, as they say, because it's always used uh, in conjunction with people who are not Semitic. They're not descendants of Shem. So um, that's that's interesting. There, anyway, there are other people groups and other uh, episodes of history that we should discuss. For whatever reason, I kept thinking of i mean obviously there's the Khazar controversy which is interesting and uh you know we have interesting terms as a result of you know language i won't get into that right now but uh one thing that that was sort of coming to my mind repeatedly was that video that Aaron and Melissa Dykes did True Stream Media uh, recently, about six months ago, titled King of the World, The High Symbolism of Charles III's Coronation. And in talking about um, Charles I and Charles II, they mentioned the story of Alexander Layton. We should probably just play the clip from uh, the video, but that's an interesting story. And Leighton was a figure who uh, criticized the church, particularly the bishops, uh, condemning them as anti-Christian and satanic, the Anglican priesthood, generally speaking. And <laughs> it turns out he was right, basically, in simple terms. I mean, the more you dive down the Western esoteric rabbit hole— the closer you seem to get to that body of folks, and I mean, I've talked about some of this, um, and and some of it even recently, but you know, this to me is a thing that is largely occluded. And if there is a synagogue of Satan, honestly, my mind says, you know. I mean, why can't it be this group of folks that is the progenitor largely of some of the infamy that that Patrick and I just discussed? Progenitor of, you know, the misleading of folks. And then if, if a figure does emerge on the scene that is trying to re return people to uh, the God of the Bible and restore, you know, Orthodox Christianity, shall we say, you know, that those efforts are always hijacked and then uh funneled back into this other thing which i think it's back to the point of not making a graven image because if you're not around to defend it i mean this is one context um you know there's there's obviously the symbolism worship you know that carl young and folks like him talked about but there's also you know if maybe you got it right but you're not around to defend it Later, then will that get hijacked and used in symbol worship fashion and so on. Anyway, enough about all of that. We need to go back to the phones. Back to the phones. Uh, Larkin, Texas, right? Yeah, Larkin, Texas. Thanks for calling. Welcome. Howdy, Chris. Good morning, sir. I was, uh, and, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about insanity, voluntary servitude, and suicide. And the reason I was thinking these things is because I 
keep hearing all this clap crap about the candidates in the election. It seems like we're putting the cart before the horse. We're again looking before we leap. How can we talk about an election unless we talk about how the uh, the vote tabulations are uh, recorded mm-hmm. and by which process? I mean, we, uh, you know, this electronic voting uh, nonsense and the early balloting, uh, the way it's all set up, there is no reason on this green earth that we should be talking about an election in which we're talking about a presumably democratic process where we have input. Yeah. Well, I think... You know, this is ridiculous. We shouldn't be talking about anything that has anything to do with an election until we talk about how the votes are counted. I know that Bobby Kennedy has addressed that subject directly. I'm not sure if Vivek has, but I I agree. And again, you know, the last time that you and I spoke uh, on air, it was, I I would say, partly in relation to this and in terms of art, you know. And I I mentioned after the fact, a day or two later, that um, black box voting is a particularly artful term. I think it's more... Um, esoteric and, you know, has more esoteric meaning than most people realize. I think it's the, um, I think it has several meanings, you know, and it, and it gets right to the heart of this deus ex machina issue. Who is the god of the black box? Yeah, I, I just, uh, I'm not going to listen to any claptrap whatsoever about an election. <clears throat> Unless I hear somebody sounding the alarm about how votes are tabulated. You know, the other thing, too, is, you know, I know you know about a gatekeeper. What, what is a gatekeeper? Well, a lot of times when we look at what people say, we also have to look about look to what they don't say. And uh, mm-hmm. as you know, I've already expressed my opinion about Ramaswamy. I've also spelled out my reservations about RFK Jr. But, uh, again, it's what they're not saying that has to be looked at. And you're not going to get anybody even posing the questions that are salient, that reflect reality. I mean, like, who's going to to talk about the debt? Who's going to talk about uh, uh, the, the very strong influence of the uh, Israel lobby upon mm-hmm. our Congress critters. These people don't represent us at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, we're talking about the mayor and the dog catcher. None of these people represent us. The governors, they just don't because nobody is posing the questions to dig. And the other thing, too, about, uh, you know, recently you've had Amon Jabi on and you've had now Dr. Paul. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got a problem, Houston. But you think we're going to be able to get a class action lawsuit? Because no, what we have to do is we have to try the science, not just the perpetrators of the harm. And this this opens up a whole new can of worms, and it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be discussed to death until such time as no one can draw a conclusion. And this is what I mean by insanity and suicide. And, and the other thing, too, is we have to always remember, like, the, you know, from Julian Benda, the treason of the intellectuals. <clears throat> you know, people are contemptible of people who actually are of independent thought and mind. Because they don't go along with the prevailing wisdom or the the gestalt of the time. And I've witnessed this in my own life. I can't even strike up a conversation worth a piddly damn with anybody that's local. And so I feel isolated. And it doesn't matter. I talk to the mad mommies, and they're not bringing their ammunition to the table. What about the, the physical harm being done to these people and these hospitals and these public schools, mm-hmm. these universities. I'm not talking about physical harm. Right. 
No, no, no one we, wants to talk about it. We do here, definitely. Yeah, but that's, you know, when you talk about trying to get local people together, if it's going to, uh, if it's going to, to uh, upset their apple cart, I mean, you know. What you're talking about, you know, we need to argue the science. I mean, that gets to, gosh, man, you know, the, the epistemological roots of, I mean, the, the whole subject, the... What passes off as science these days, obviously, is most – it's increasingly pseudoscience. But again, my argument would be the empirical method was always meant to do that. It's always the, the, the uh, radical empiricism and uh, skepticism. That all dates back to um, you know, Sextus Empiricus and Pyrrho, which is an outgrowth of Plato and the Platonic Academy – and the idea was always sort of Gnostic in nature to see what we can divine from the universe without, you know, God's involvement. As long as we're not including him in the in the inquiry, because, I mean, the first thing to go when you look at empirical evidence is anything uh, relating to the Holy Spirit, for example. So... Anyway, well, and I'll tell you something. When I'm when I'm around techies, and of course I'm surrounded by these insane tech crazed people. Uh, you know, I'm surrounded by zombies and criminals, and this is provable. You are too, probably. But I'm I'm just going to say that uh, I, I find great offense that people so uh, casually dismiss someone like myself's arguments about this technology. And, and refer to them as a Luddite. Number one, they're probably not even familiar with the real story surrounding the Luddites. Mm-hmm. You know, they're also quick to dismiss uh, people like the Unabomber guy. Oh, well, he's a murderer. You know, uh, you know, he was deranged. Well, yeah, he was, perhaps. But look at people like Shannon Rowan, who had to move out into a forest. To escape this tech, and see, I, I, I'm, I'm every day of my life. I'm thinking, how can I get the hell out of Dodge? And well, be speaking left of Ted alone? Kaczynski, my favorite story about that point is um, Bill Joy's Wired magazine article, April Fool's Day, two thousand. Why the future doesn't need us? Our most powerful twenty-first century technologies are threatening to make humans an endangered species. And he tells the story of meeting Ray Kurzweil and um, how, you know, Kurzweil, they, they met at a conference and Kurzweil gives him, and you know this, I'm just telling it for the those who don't know it, but, uh, you know, Kurzweil gives Bill Joy a copy of his forthcoming book, the Age of Spiritual Machines, the title should creep people out, but um, not to mention the contents, some of which I mentioned today. But uh, Bill Joy says that Kurzweil gives him a copy of a, an excerpt of his forthcoming book, and he reads it, and he says, wow, that makes a lot of sense. And you flip the page, and you don't realize that what you hear for a case against you know, the technocratic tyranny that's being installed is being made by Ted Kaczynski. And you flip the page and realize that and you go, oh, 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 I, I don't agree with any of that. But, you know, you have to you're forced to reconcile the fact that what he was saying made a lot of sense. His manifesto it was an excerpt from Ted Kaczynski's manifesto. Yeah, uh, that's another thing that needs to be addressed one of these days is this whole climate change uh, topic. You know, we're we're literally being buffalo jumped. The entire population. It's really sad, saddens me to witness it. It really does. <clears throat> but you know, people like, uh, and that's why I don't trust Rob, Bobby Kennedy Jr. Uh, you know, because he allies himself with people like Bill McKibben and Joel Salatin and uh, uh, Amory Lovins. I mean, all of these real creeps. Which, you know, reminds me, uh, Chris, and I, I won't belabor my call here, but uh, 
you ought to consider uh, talking to Ed Berry, who's a who's a uh, a climate guy right there in Montana. Ed Berry, like the strawberry. Look him up. But uh, I'm telling you, what is laughably called science today? It just makes me cringe. And so I've got to the point where I I have zero respect for techies. I have zero respect for public school teachers and school superintendents, college professors, and especially people that think they're the cock of the walk because they made a lot of money in pharma, biotech, and uh, high-tech industries and stuff like that. These people make me wretch. So I'm going to leave it there, Chris. I could go on and on, and I won't. I know you could. (laughs) Thank you, Lark. Much appreciated, as always. Um, Back to the phones in the interest of time. Uh, Lynn in Maryland, thanks for calling. Welcome. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you for Friday. You did the most phenomenal interview. I can't thank you enough. You did such a phenomenal job. It was wonderful. Well, and it was I, you. It was I hope you. As always, I hope, as always, that it was edifying. I, you know, I really, I put together some practical questions. Obviously, I mentioned them throughout, and I just wanted to, yeah, I think what happens with that discussion is it's the, you know, the textbook invisible enemy, but in this case, it's not hyped up the way that the media does with COVID, for example. And so nobody says, be afraid, be really afraid. So everybody says, well, then it must, must be fine. I I don't feel like I'm dying right now. It must be fine. But you know, the effects are chronic and cumulative as we heard Dr. Martin Paul talk about. And as many of us know, and so we sort of acclimate and assimilate ourselves to this stuff. And again, you know, one of the big things I think – this is sort of a side note, but one of the big things about the the entertainment stuff, movies in particular, with suspension of disbelief and the shock uh, thematic elements is we can only be shocked by something once. And so – once that happens, maybe that happened 20 years ago or whatever, that's what that's what predictive programming is all about. You get shocked by it, and then when it actually happens, you don't even really notice it. So um, I think that was a reason for reading things like um, Brave New World, 1984, Animal Farm, this kind of stuff, because that would sort of uh, preemptively – acclimate people to this stuff and they wouldn't be shocked after the fact. So anyway, I was trying to speak, you know, ask practical questions so that the laity, all of us people who don't have physics PhDs could, you know, understand this stuff practically in terms of what's happening, how it's affecting us, what we can do. So hopefully some of that came out. It did. And it was obvious that you had prepared really well before because your questions were so so right on point and and especially perfect for dr paul yeah so thank you thank you um actually something that um patrick said well and and following lark is like like just i got 30 million things going through my brain but when he was talking about um how electromagnetism um affects our brains you know, this book I got, I don't know that I'm ever going to get through it because I've written all over it. I mean, I, I need a therapist. You know, the battle for your brain. It's like, yeah, because they've already gotten their minds, so let's let them have the rest of it. Um, because it's a, it's a still, I passed the introduction, but this part is in the introduction. It talks about how, you know, I mean, her big thing is having, you know, cognitive liberties. And I'm like, you already lost it, honey. Um because, you know, because we have to take care of that because of the exciting and often startling neuroscience of tracking and hacking the human brain. Now, she is all for that. She's an academic. From how neuroscience is democratizing meditation, 
to the coming age of neural interface and what that means to technologies that let us type on virtual keyboards and navigate virtual reality intuitively with our minds and get this, and even detect a deadly glioblastoma before it spreads. You know what causes glioblastoma? There's one cause they know of, and it is exposure to wireless. Ted Kennedy, John McCain, Bo Biden, the 30-year um, journalist, uh, TV, you know, nightly anchor in my area, Col- and then Col- the 30-some-year-old guy the same week. day in the obituaries as her obituary, all glioblastoma. And it's just from having, and they use earbuds to do this stuff. And then when you get into community, well, you know, the most important thing about participating in all of this and letting them do EEGs and EKGs on all of us is for the greater good of the greater community. You know, we'll be good citizens because it's important for the furtherment of science and so that they will know us better. Right. It's part of the siren song. You know, we all have to be good little and again well you know not to get sidetracked but bobby kennedy has talked about some of this you know i i I have been surprised to hear him speak to this but you know the idea of all of us being good little world one world citizens so that we can you know contribute to the greater good and that means that some of us may have to die but you know that's just part of the civic duty oh yeah and it's, actually, it's when earlier cool. when you were talking, I was like a picture where the baby's on the on the uh, conveyor belt in the little sacks. Yeah. And, um, you know, in, well, that's in kind of the, Brave New World. But I would recommend the, to Patrick to read Romans, the whole book of Romans, quiet, quietly alone, out loud, and then yeah. go back and read, you know, chapters, chapters 11 and 12. Chapters 2 and 9 in particular, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, 9 through the end of the chapter, because, you know... Jesus died for all of us, and mm-hmm. and you know Once I keep thinking all. about Fred, and um, you know it, the Israelites were broken off because of their unbelief and their disobedience. Yeah, but we're but not to be high minded because we're not we're not part of the natural branch. He who is able to graft in the wild branch isn't he able to graft in the natural too? Yep, absolutely. Yep. And he can pull us right out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no, I, I don't think that's so much. I think we do it to ourselves. And so we need to be humble. And, Absolutely. Um, and I think like that for his words, and I'll let that go because I hear the music, and I thank yeah. you so much, Chris. I, thank I you, just, Lynn. I wish somebody would mail me or give me, you know, I'll pay him to print off Kaczynski's stuff for me. <laughs> Please. <laughs> thank I'm you. I'm sure we could arrange that. Yeah. And that will do it for today's broadcast. Uh, I think it went kind of fast. Hopefully it was edifying. That's good. But uh, that'll, that'll do it for today's broadcast, obviously. So as always, it truly is an honor and a pleasure. And uh, that's it. Take care. God bless. We'll catch you on the other side. Subscribe to the Freedom Times monthly newspaper, published since 1985. That's right, 1985. The Freedom Times pulls no punches and observes no sacred cows or taboos. The perilous times we live in are too critical for anything but honest discussion of America's plight. The Freedom Times is the antidote to the lies and distortions of the fake news media. There's no better way to inform and enlighten Americans than by reading the Freedom Times each month. New subscribers may sign up at the special rate of just $29 for one year or $55 for two years. Subscribe online by going to AmericanFreedomNews.us or mail your subscription to The Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. That's The Freedom Times, P.O. Box 218, Wildwood, Pennsylvania, 15091. Support America's best patriotic newspaper and one of the very few left by becoming a subscriber to the Freedom Times today. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth.